Everybody, this is Lee Douglas. Welcome to an expanded special two-hour edition of Old Time Rock and Roll as Old Time Rock and Roll goes to the movies. And welcome once again to Old Time Rock and Roll. I am your host, Lee Douglas. And what a pleasure it is tonight to bring you a different type of show for us. We're going to be talking about the music of the 1950s, 1960s, 70s, 80s. What can I say? Maybe 90s? All has to do with the music of our lives in the 1950s and 1960s. This is just an incredible show. It takes me so long to do some of them. And this is a two-hour special, so sit back and relax as we take you to the movies. We're going to be moving back and forth through the years, and we'll start with 1956. 1956 was a very big year. A lot of movies either were musicals, still musicals were definitely in, and even some that were not musicals had some great songs. In fact, this song turned out to be the number one best-selling record of the year. Actually, and we hated this back in 1956, actually pushed Elvis out of the number one spot with Hound Dog and Don't Be Cruel because the older generation in those days 
had record buying power. They went to the movies and they saw Alfred Hitchcock's latest thriller, The Man Who Knew Too Much, with Doris Day and James Stewart. This was the only song in the picture, and it was beautifully done. It was an incredible song, also up for an Academy Award for that year. Doris Day. Que sera, sera. When I was just a little girl I asked my mother What will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me Que sera, sera Whatever will be, will be The future's not ours to see Que sera What will be, will be When I grew up and fell in love I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after day Here's what my sweetheart said Que sera, sera Whatever will be Future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. What will be, will be. Now I have children of my own. They ask their mother, What will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? I tell them tenderly. Whatever will be, will be The future's not ours to see Que sera, sera What will be, will be Que sera, sera Que sera, sera Whatever will be, will be Alfred Hitchcock. Wow. I was never too fond of Alfred Hitchcock's movies. Uh, they were all too cerebral for me back in the 50s. <laughs> I was too young to understand a lot of it. In 1958, Universal International, uh, which was not anything to do with Universal, came out with a what they call a teen flick made for drive-in movies. Unfortunately, this film far surpassed what people expected of an independently made horror film. They used a young actor by the name of Steve McQueen and a young actress named Annetta Corsalt, who just mm, four years later would end up being Miss Helen Crump on The Andy Griffith Show. The movie was The Blob. If you don't remember the blob, it was that amoeba-like alien that came from outer space and uh, terrorized the community of Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Now, I love Downingtown, Pennsylvania, by the way. It was a great place. Paramount Pictures released the film as a double feature with the low-budget feature, I Married a Monster from Outer Space. 
It wasn't long before they realized they had a hit on their hands, and part of it was due to a song called Beware of the Blob. Now, word has it it was written by Burt Bacharach and Mac David. This, of course, has been denied on several occasions, but it did become a nationwide hit, and it was recorded by a studio group called The Five Blobs. Actually, it was done by one singer named Bernie Knee, and he was overdubbed four additional times. I tell you, even back then, you could do amazing things with those audio boards. Here from 1958 is Bernie Knee as the five blobs. Beware of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door, and all around the wall, a splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Nineteen fifty two was kind of a strange year for me because I was a Western fan, a B Western fan. I loved B movies of any kind. But the ninety I guess the ninety minute movies just didn't go at that time. But as a second feature to have a Western was fifty six minutes, sixty minutes, and what great, great movies they had with 
you know, great st- stars like Tex Ritter, uh, Tom Mix, even in the early, early days, Hoot Gibson, Ken Maynard, uh, Bob Steele, just the greatest back in those days. And in 1952, that all came to a crashing halt because of a movie starring Gary Cooper, which was said to be the first really adult Western. It was called High Noon. Not only did this win Best Picture of the Year, but it also won the Academy Award for the Best Original Song. Dmitry Tiomkin and Ned Washington wrote Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling, soon to be known as High Noon, sung by the great Tex Ritter. Take me, oh my darling On this our wedding day Do not forsake me, oh my darling Wait, wait long I do not know what fate awaits me Love and duty Supposing I lose my fair-haired beauty Look at that big hand Move along Near in high noon He made a vow While in state's prison Vowed it would be my life For his I'm not afraid of death But oh, what will I do If you leave me Forsake me, oh my darling You made that promise as a bride Do not forsake me, oh my darling Although you're grieving Don't think of leaving Now that I need Wait long, wait long, wait long, wait long. To guys in our early teens, these next songs came from what we called mush movies. Now, mush movies, as the title would uh, explain. Remember, when you're getting into your teens and you're just not into that um, romance stuff. But I have to tell you, two of the greatest motion pictures of each year, 
1954 and 1955 were both what we consider mush movies. In 1954, Three Coins in a Fountain, starring Clifton Webb, Dorothy McGuire, and Gene Peters, was one of the largest movies of the year. And they had a song called Three Coins in a Fountain, which became a huge top ten hit by the four aces. In 1955, another mush movie, Love is a Many Splendored Thing, was released, starring William Holden and Jennifer Jones, who did an excellent job of portraying a half-Asian woman. And again, the song, Love is a Many Splendored Thing, by the four aces. So let's get the mush movies out of the way. Here are the four aces. Three Coins in a Fountain, and Love is a Many Splendored Thing. It sure is. Make it mine. Make it mine. Please make it mine. Three coins in the fountain, each one seeking happiness. From my three hopeful lovers, which one will the fountain bless? Three hearts in the fountain, each heart. There they lie in the fountain Somewhere in the heart of Rome
the April rose that only grows in the early spring. Love is nature's way of giving a reason to be living. The golden crown. That makes a man a king. Once on a high and windy hill, in the morning mist, to love is kissed and the world. Then your fingers touched my silent heart and taught it how to sing. Yes, true love, a many splendid My silent heart and taught it how to sing. Yes, true love, This 1955 movie slash miniseries was indeed very special. It was the first what we would consider miniseries for television, and it was released in the movies. Made a big splash on both back in 1955 and sparked a multi-million dollar craze. That was Davy Crockett. The movie Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, did indeed begin in 1955. Actually, interestingly enough, was recorded by both starring cast members Fess Parker and Buddy Ebsen. But the real hit song came from Bill Hayes. Here is Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee Green estate in the land of the free Raised in the woods so he knew every tree Killed him a bar when he was only three Davy, Davy Crockett King of the wild frontier Fought single-handed through the Indian war Till the creeks was whipped And peace was in store and while he was handling this risky chore, made himself a legend forevermore. 
Davy, Davy Crockett, the man who don't know fear. He went off to Congress and served a spell, fixing up the government and laws as well. Took over Washington, so I heard tell, and patched up the crack in the Liberty Bell. Davy, Davy Crockett, seeing his duty clear. When he come home, his politicking was done. Why, the Western March had just begun. So he packed his gear and his trusty gun and lit out a grinning to follow the sun. Davy, Davy Crockett, leading the pioneer. To a kid that grew up in the 1950s, Cole Porter seemed like a throwback to the 1930s because most of his work was done in the 1930s for Broadway. Cole Porter wrote his last big hit. It was part of a musical version of the Philadelphia Story starring Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn. This movie, called High Society, would be his last. And it was one of the very best. In fact, out of it came another top two song sung by Bing Crosby and Grace Kelly in 1956. The other song, which was sung by Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra from that movie, was called Well Did You Ever. It was not the first time it had been recorded. In fact, it was in the 1939 musical, The Barry Was a Lady. And it was introduced on screen by Betty Grable and Charles Walters. Here are Bing Crosby and Grace Kelly and Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. True love and well did you ever. Suntan wind blown, honeymooners at last alone, feeling far above par. Oh, how lucky we are! I like it. And you give to me True love True love So on and on It'll always be A guardian angel on high with nothing to do. 
but to give to you and to give to me love forever. what they're saying? Well, did you ever? What a swell party this is. And have you heard the story of a boy, a girl, unrequited love? Sounds like pure soap opera. I may cry. Tune in tomorrow. What a swell party this is. What frails, what frocks, what broads, what furs, what rocks. They're beautiful. Why, I've never seen such gaiety. Neither did I. It's all just too, too exquisite, really. This French champagne. Domestic. So good for the brain. That's what I was going to say. You know, you're a brilliant fellow. Thank you. Drink up, Jack. Ah, please don't eat that glass, my friend. Have you heard about dear Blanche? Got run down by an avalanche. No. Don't worry, she's a game girl, you know. Got up and finished for us. kids got guts. Having a nice time? Grab a line. Have you heard that Mimsy star? Oh, what now? She got pinched in the Astor bar. Sauced again, eh? She was stoned. Well, did you ever? Never. What a swell party this is. It's great. Ah, oh, it's great. It's grand. So grand. It's Wonderland. La 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 We sing. We sing. So rare. So rare. Like old Cabin Bear. Like Baba. Don't take that kind of crooning, chum. You must be one of the newer fellas. Have you heard it's in the stars? Next July we collide with Mars. Well, did you ever 
What a swell party, a swell party, a swell again, elegant party this Drink to your health. Nah, let's drink to your wealth. You're my bon ami. Hey, that's French. A liberty fraternity. fraternity. Have you heard it's in the stars? Next July we collide with Mars. Well, did you ever? What a swell party. Swell party, swell again, elegant party, this is... This is the first of many songs by Elvis Presley. And indeed, Elvis being a movie star certainly helped. King Creole, which uh, was released in 1958, was adapted from the book A Stone for Danny Fisher by Harold Robbins and was reworked as a vehicle for Elvis with an impressive set of character actors, including Dean Jagger and Carolyn Jones, who a few years later would be immortalized on television as Morticia Adams in The Adams Family. Here's one of the greatest cuts from that movie. It shows the jazz background of New Orleans. If you're looking for trouble. If you're looking for trouble, you came to the right place. If you're looking for trouble, just look right in my face. I was born standing up and talking back. My daddy was a green eyed mountain jack. Never looked for trouble, but I never ran. I don't take no orders, no kind of man. I'm only made out flesh, blood, and bone. But if you're gonna start a rumble, don't you try it all alone. You mess around with me. Don't matter, I'm really 
Sometimes movies can change their title to the name of a song, like in Love Me Tender, which we'll talk about later, uh, and become a hit movie. Now, in 1958, there was a a low-budget movie made in black and white called High School Confidential. This film, pretty much the same as Black Boy Jungle had done, did not place rock and roll and teen crime in a very good light. The film, which was basically a crime drama directed by Jack Arnold, starred Mamie Van Doren, Russ Tamblin, J.S. Jan Sterling, Drew Barrymore's father, John Drew Barrymore, Jackie Coogan, and a very young Michael Landon. The film also featured a cameo by singer Jerry Lee Lewis, who opened the movie singing a song of the same name. Originally, the song was entitled High School Hop, but the tie-in with the motion picture did a great deal for the success of the song and the movie, because the movie was pretty crummy. It was very dark and certainly didn't put teenagers in a very good light. Here is that song, High School Confidential, Jerry Lee Lewis. Open up a honey, it's your lover boy, me, that's knocking. Why don't you listen to me, sugar, all the kids are at the high school rocking. Honey, get your bopping shoes, for the jukebox blows the fuse. Hey, everybody hopping, everybody's bobbing, bobbing at the high school hop. As interesting as this movie 
showing the inner workings of music productions and stars back in the 1950s, this movie would have probably bombed, even though stars Jane Mansfield and Tom Ewell did an excellent job. The idea of the film's success was to add a great deal of familiar to teenagers singers of the day. And they did. They had everyone from Gene Vincent, Eddie Cochran, The Platters, to the gentleman who did the title song, Little Richard. The song was The Girl Can't Help It, same name as the movie, and it was written by Bobby Troop. Here is the original Little Richards, The Girl Can't Help It. That was one of the most important recordings of the 1950s on specialty records. This next song was indeed another one that, because of the title, they changed the name of the movie. Originally titled The Reno Brothers, this movie was reworked for Elvis Presley and his film debut. The song Love Me Tender was actually a 200-year-old folk song called Aura Lee. Here's Elvis, Love Me Tender, from 1956. 
Love me tender, love me sweet Never let me go You have made my life complete And I love you so Love me tender, love me true All my dreams fulfilled For my darling, I love you And I always will Love me tender Love me long Take me to your heart For it's there that I belong And will never part Love me tender Love me true All my dreams fulfilled For my darling I love you And I always will Love me tender Love me dear Tell me you are be yours through all the years till the end of time love me tender love me true all my dreams fulfilled for my darling I love you And I always will. In the end of 1956, the entertainment world was shocked beyond belief that Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis had split. And by 1957, both Dean and Jerry had made their first movie. With Dean, it was 10,000 Bedrooms, and Jerry, it was The Delicate Delinquent. By 1958, the two were already ensconced, both in their own genres, as being movie stars on their own. In 1958, the first color film that Jerry Lewis did was called Rockabye Baby, starring Jerry Lewis and a very, very young Connie Stevens. In the movie, Connie sang an absolutely beautiful, beautiful song called Why Can't He Care For Me? Here is Connie Stevens. If he can care for little butterflies, why can't he care for me? If he 
weekends there for our Zedipal skies. Why can't he stare at me? If he can talk to daisies in the dell and spell I love you to a tree, if he can care for all these little things, why can't he care for me? Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was made in 1969, directed by George Roy Hill and written by William Goldman, who won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for that film. Based loosely on some fact, the story is basically of Wild West outlaws Robert Leroy Parker, known in history as Butch Cassidy, played by Paul Newman, and his partner Harry Longbar. The Sundance Kid, played by Robert Redford. The original song, Raindrops Keep Falling From My Head, was written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David for that movie. Here is B.J. Thomas, Raindrops Keep Falling On My Head. Raindrops keep falling on my head And just like the guy whose feet are too big for Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling So I just did me some talking to the sun And I said I didn't like the way he got things done Sleeping on the job Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling But there's one thing I know The blues they sent to meet me Won't defeat me It won't be long Till happiness steps up to greet me 
raindrops keep falling on my head But that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red Crying's not for me, cause I'm never gonna stop the rain by complaining Because I'm free Nothing's worrying me It won't be long Till happiness steps up to greet me Raindrops keep falling on my head But that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red Crying's not for me, cause I'm never gonna stop the rain by complaining Because I'm free, nothing worrying me One of the greatest movies of the 1960s was Elvis's Blue Hawaii. Uh, it it uh, was produced in 1961, set in the state of Hawaii, and began the lifelong love of Elvis and Hawaii. The screenplay was written by Hal Cantor and was nominated by the Writers Guild of America in the category of Best Written American Musical. Most notable was the original song, Blue Hawaii, first sung by Bing Crosby in the 1920s. The Blue Hawaii soundtrack album went on the Billboard Pop Chart for 79 weeks, where it spent the 20 weeks at number one. It has been certified for sales of 3 million copies in the United States. That doesn't happen often. Today, of course, it's an everyday occurrence. Here from 1961, from the original soundtrack album, Elvis Presley, Blue Hawaii. And you are here 
person who didn't like the film was co-star Angela Lansbury. She hated the character and considered this one of the worst experiences she ever had. I thought she was pretty good. In 1965, the Beatles' second movie, Help, was released. It was directed by Richard Lester, and it did star the Beatles, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. It was a silly movie that somehow contained some of the best work that the Beatles ever did. Here is the title song of the picture, Help. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. So much younger than today I never needed anybody's help in any way But now these days are gone I'm not so self-assured Now I find a change of mind I'll open up the doors Help me if you can, I'm feeling down And I do appreciate you being right Get my feet back on the ground 
Here's a message to the Walt Disney Corporation and to any other movie producer out there. You can't tamper with success and you can't match it. They have tried many, many times and I wish they would even stop trying. The original movie, The Parent Trap, was done back in 1961 while Walt Disney was still alive. It starred Haley Mills, Haley Mills, Maureen O'Hara, and Brian Keith. It's a story about a teenage twins on a quest to reunite their divorced parents. The screenplay by the film's director, David Swift, was based on a book called Lottie and Lisa by Eric Claster, which was derived from his updated version of the Deanna Durbin film, Three Smart Girls. The Parent Trap was nominated for two Academy Awards, and Haley's song, Let's Get Together, became a nationwide hit. personal favorite Elvis Presley movie was made back in 1962. It was a film starring Elvis, made by Walter Mirisch Productions. The movie was based on the 1959 novel Pioneer Go Home by Richard P. Powell. Producer Walter Mirisch liked the song so much, Follow That Dream, so he retitled the picture from Pioneer Go Home to Follow That Dream. Critically, it was Presley's best acting performance. Here's Elvis, Follow That Dream.
When your heart gets restless, time to move along. When your heart gets weary, time to sing a song. But when a dream is calling you, there's just one thing that you can do. think you can leave out this particular song even though it is not really considered uh it's it's not saying it is an instrumental but there's something about it that has made this song last from 1964 when it was first released to this very day when somebody hears it they conjure up two things a very pink-looking feline, or a very large-nosed, bumbling inspector. The Pink Panther first came out in 1964. It was directed by Blake Edwards. This film originally starred David Niven, Peter Sellers, Robert Wagner, Capucine, and Claudia Cardinale. The film introduced the cartoon character of the same name in the opening credit sequence, which was animated by Depate Freeling Enterprises, as well as Peter Sellers as the bungling Inspector Clouseau. The song was written by Henry Mancini, would be used for the next 20 years as the music for several of the Clouseau films and dozens of animated Pink Panther cartoons. Here is Henry Mancini and his orchestra, the Pink Panther. Thank you. 
Back in the 1960s, when I was still in New York City and surrounding area, this particular film uh, coincided with a, la- a very large amount of dating with different females at that time. And we had a great deal of drive-ins in the area, believe it or not, for New York City. There was one just about everywhere. And uh, I probably hmm, saw this film maybe six times in a drive-in over a three-week period. It was probably the second most times I ever saw a movie with different female companions, the most being The Great Race with Jack Lemmon and Peter Falk. But this particular film was one of my favorites. It, it just hit that. It was almost the English version of The Black Boy Jungle. Of course, I'm talking about To Sir With Love. It was a British starring Sidney Poitier that deals with the social and racial issues in an inner city schools. See, it didn't change whether it was New York City or London, England. It just didn't make any difference. James Clavell both directed and wrote the film's screenplay based on the semi-autobiographical novel To Sir With Love by E.R. Braithwaite. The film's title song, To Sir With Love, was sung by Lulu, who also appeared in the film. It reached number one on the U.S. pop charts and ultimately was Billboard magazine's number one pop single for the year 1967. Here's Lulu, To Sir With Love.
Ironically, six years later, I would be standing in a classroom teaching students in an inner-city classroom. At that time, I had no clue I would even ever be a teacher. Interesting, the way life works out. In 1961, American, Austrian, and West German producers got together to work on a drama film directed by Gottfried Reinhardt and also produced by the Mirisch Company. This film starred Kirk Douglas, Christine Kaufman, and E.G. Marshall. The film's score was written by Dmitry Tiomkin, who also wrote the music for the song Town Without Pity with lyrics by Ned Washington. It was performed by Gene Pitney, and the song became Academy Award nominee and Gene Pitney's first Top 40 single. Here is Town Without Pity. This next uh, song and film actually was interesting in that 
the song never appeared in the motion picture. I'm talking about the 1962 Western film, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. It was directed by John Ford, starring James Stewart and John Wayne. This black and white film, which was specifically done in black and white, was released by Paramount Pictures and screenplay by James Warner Bella and Willis Goldbeck. It was adapted from a short story written by Dorothy M. Johnson. The supporting cast included Vera Miles, Lee Marvin, Edmund O'Brien, Andy Devine, John Carradine, and Woody Strode. And of course, let's not forget Lee Van Cleef, who would go on to become big in spaghetti westerns. Burt Bacharach and Hal David wrote a song based upon the plot line of the movie called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, which became a top ten hit for Gene Pitney, but was not used in the film. Apparently, Pitney was asked not to release the single until after the film came out. Here's Gene Pitney, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. When Liberty Valance rode to town, the women folk would hide, they'd hide. When Liberty Valance walked around, the men would step aside. Because the point of a gun was the only law that Liberty understood. When it came to shooting straight and fast, he was mighty good. From out of the east, a stranger came, a law book in his hand. Oh, man, the kind of a man the West would need to tame a troubled land. Cause the point of a gun was the only law that liberty understood. When it came to shooting straight and fast, he was mighty good. Many a man would face his gun, and many a man. Liberty Valance, he shot Liberty Valance, he was the bravest of them all. The love of a girl can make a man stay on when he should go, stay on. Just trying to build a peaceful life where love is free to grow. But the point of a gun was the only law that liberty understood When the final showdown came at last A law book was no good Alone in the parade she prayed that he'd return that fateful night Ah, oh, that night When nothing she said could keep her man from going out to fight from the moment a girl gets to be full-grown The very first thing she learns When two men go out to face each other Only one returns Everyone heard two shots ring out One shot made Liberty fall The man who shot Liberty Valance He shot Liberty Valance He was the bravest of them all the man who shot Liberty Valance, he shot Liberty Valance, he 
was the bravest of them all This next segment is going to be a little different because I am going to play for you almost the entire soundtrack of the movie. Now, why am I doing this? Probably, in my opinion, in 1957, Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller were asked to write an entire movie full of music for Elvis Presley's latest movie, Jailhouse Rock. Now, the song itself was released as a 45 RPM single on September 24th, 1957, to coincide with the release of that motion picture, Jailhouse Rock. Not only did Jailhouse Rock became a hit, but also the other side, Treat Me Nice, which was also a big hit in the United States and in London, for seven weeks in the fall of 1957. And out of that movie came so much great music that it, the whole soundtrack was released on an extended play, what they called EP then, single, with all the other songs from the films, namely Young and Beautiful, I Want to Be Free, Don't Leave Me Now, and You're So Square, Baby I Don't Care. Unbelievable set of music. And we're going to salute Lieber and Stoller and Elvis for Jailhouse Rock and all of the songs. So for the first time, we're going to play that entire extended play album right now for you without hearing any more from Lee Douglas. Here are Jailhouse Rock, Young and Beautiful, I Want to Be Free, Don't Leave Me Now, You're So Square, Baby, I Don't Care. The whole album sold two million copies.
I can't kiss you tonight. I look out my window, and what do I see? I see a bird way up in a tree. I want to be free. Oh, yes. Free. Oh, yes. Like a bird in a tree. I want to be free. Like a bird in a tree. Want to be free. Don't leave me now. If you should say we're through Don't break my heart This heart that loves you That just be nothing for me If you should leave me What good is dreaming If I must dream all alone By myself Without you, darling My arms would just gather dust Like a book on a shelf Come to these arms These arms that need you That just be nothing for me Don't leave me now So young and beautiful, and I love you so. Your lips so rare, your eyes that shine, shame the stars that glow. So fill these lonely arms of mine and kiss me tenderly. Then you'll be forever young and beautiful to me. So young and beautiful, you're everything I love. Your angel smile, your gentle touch, are all I'm dreaming of. Oh, take this heart. I offer you 
and never set me free Then you'll be forever young and beautiful to This is a little bit later than most of the stuff we've done tonight, and this is really not a movie, but a television movie. It was made in 1980, and it spanned a series of sequel films, all based on a 1980 song by Kenny Rogers. It was called The Gambler. Now, interestingly enough, with The Gambler, it became a phenomenon. The song itself was a huge, huge success. Kenny Rogers played the older gambler, and Bruce Boxleitner played the younger gambler. It was an interesting film, producing many sequels, all based on the same song. The Gambler, Kenny Rogers. On a warm summer's evening On a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice 
I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done Every gambler knows That the secret to surviving Is knowing what to throw away Knowing what to keep Cause every hand's a winner And every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for Is to die in your sleep And when he finished speaking He turned back toward the window Crushed out his cigarette Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting There'll be time enough to count When the dealing's done You got to know when to hold When to hold Know when to fold Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done You got to know In 1966, one of the biggest movies of the year was created. It was called Alfie, directed by Lewis Gilbert, written by Bill Norton, who wrote the screenplay and adapted it from his own play. It starred Michael Caine, a very young Michael Caine, in his first starring role, Shelley Winters and Millicent Martin. The film became a huge hit. And it became one of the Academy Award winners for that year, 1966. The motion picture was great. The song that came from it also became a million-selling record for Dionne Warwick. Here is Alfie. What's it all about, Alfie? Is it just for the moment? We live. What's it all about when you sort it out, Alfie? Are we meant to take more than we give? 
I guess it is wise to be cruel. And if life belongs only to the strong, Alfie, what will you lend on it? Now, when I introduce this next movie, you're going to say, what in the world is Lee Douglas doing in the 1990s? The movie is My Blue Heaven. It was released in 1990 and directed by Herbert Ross. It starred Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, and Joan Cusack. Now, why is this important? Well, not that it's important, but the odd part about this movie is who wrote it. And <laughs> it was written originally by Nora Ephron. Now, Nora Ephron is the wife of writer Nicholas Pileggi. The screenplay for My Blue Heaven was written by Nora Ephron. Much of the research for both that movie and the movie Goodfellas was done by both Mitch and Nora. Why is that important? Because both movies were based on the life of Henry Hill. Now, to dif differentiate from the comedy movie, which was My Blue Heaven, and Goodfellas, which came out a month later, was th the fact that they changed the name of the character from Henry Hill to Vincent Vinny Antonelli in My Blue Heaven. Steve Martin was originally cast to play Barney Coopersmith, the FBI agent, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, of all people, playing the role of Vinnie Antonelli. However, Schwarzenegger was soon offered the role of Detective John Kimball in Kindergarten Cop and did leave the production. Failing to find another suitable Vinnie for Martin's Coopersmith, Martin offered to take on the role as Vincent Antonelli himself. Producers agreed, and they cast Rick Moranis as Cooper Smith, who had originally been considered for the role, but was unavailable until that time. Goodfellas, of course, became a 
screen legend and was released one month after My Blue Heaven. What makes this notable in this particular show is that all the music from My Blue Heaven was 50s and 60s based. So here they are, Surfing USA by the Beach Boys, The Boy from New York City by the Adlibs, and My Blue Heaven by the original one, The Fat Man, Fats Domino. Bushy blonde hair Serving USA You'll catch him serving at them Ventura County
whippoorwill call And evening is night I hurry to my blue heaven You turn to the right You find a little bright light That leads you to my blue heaven You find a cozy place Fireplace, cozy room Well, we had mentioned it before. The last song and movie that we're going to talk about tonight is, of course, a song called Rock Around the Clock. It was originally released in 1954 as the B-side, that is, not the hit side, of a song called 13 Women by Bill Haley and the Comets. And it was not a big success at all. But in 1955, they were searching, the people over at the Blackboard Jungle were searching for a song that would kind of express unrest and uh, in the schools back in those days, in the beginning of what we called juvenile delinquency. Uh, Glenn Ford, who was the star of the particular movie, went home and asked his son, who was very big into music at that time, if he had a choice of what song could illustrate teenagers in those days, and he picked out Rock Around the Clock. The 1955 movie was a huge success, although it did scare the heck out of a lot of parents about allowing rock and roll in their houses. We, of course, know today it had very little to do with things then, um, I guess as a parent, I could say unlike today, but there was only one song and that not only made the song a hit, but it actually started the rock and roll revolution. Bill Haley in the comments and the original Rock Around the Clock from 1955. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine 
9, 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, rock, we're gonna rock around 10 o'clock tonight. What is that right so Join me, honey. Folks, we are out of time. So for everybody here at Old Time Rock and Roll, hey, you know what? We'll see you at the movies. Who read for Hollywood? They hire fellas whose physiques are good. And then they tell them they're the perfect shape men to act like eight men. And they convince them they 